our new bestie has changed how we track our investments. Why have over 400,000 investors chosen ShareSite? It's simple. This online investment dashboard for your investment portfolio supports over 500,000 stocks, ETFs, and funds, plus integrated with more than 200 platforms, ensures your entire investment portfolio is organized and accessible in one place. Move beyond the limited insights from brokerage statements. ShareSite offers a comprehensive view of your financial performance, including analyzed reports, dividend gains, and the impact of currency fluctuations, all through intuitive graphs and visualizations. But here's the best part. For the investee besties out there, ShareSite is offering a special deal. Save four months when you purchase an annual premium plan. It's time to dive deep into performance metrics, streamline tax reporting, and share your portfolio with ease. Join the link in the episode description to sign up to ShareSite now and transform your investment experience. Hello and welcome to Girls That Invest, the platform that empowers millennials through financial literacy. You're joined today by your hosts, Sim and Sonia, two millennial investors who are extremely passionate about all things investing and personal finance. Hey Sim, how are you going? I am going well. How are you? I'm going good. Tell me about your week first. How you been? You know what? I have been recently very obsessed with The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, the original episodes. I am, you, why would you say that? I am on episode, no, season four, and it's just consumed my life. I love it. I love it, Sonia. It's so good. But why? Why is it good? It has a little bit of everything, it has a lot of drama, which obviously love. It has a lot of OGs. So it has like, you know, like Gigi Hadid, like she's a secondary character in this because her parents are like the main characters what? Why? of the show. Because, see, oh, look who's interested now. So her parents <laughs> are Yolanda Foster and Muhammad Hadid. And Muhammad is like a real estate developer in Beverly Hills. Yolanda is like a model. They're divorced. And Yolanda is married to David Foster, you know, like the pianoist guy. You don't know David Foster? Okay, anyway. Listen, this is not a podcast for the real housewives of what Beverly Hills. I'll be honest, Sonia, right now, I would swap this out for a real housewives podcast because I'm so hyped. So today we are diving into what NFTs are. I feel like if you've just joined the investing world, you've probably just come to terms with cryptocurrency. You've just come to terms with what a blockchain is. And now suddenly there's this new thing on the block kind of frustrating and somehow you know Grimes has made a million dollars from it LeBron James's video of him dunking a basketball sold for 200k that cat meme what's that cat with the rainbow the nylon cat nylon cat that meme sold for 600k so what the hell's going on we're here to break down what an NFT is how it works and is it worth your time and Sonia, I reckon we have a good episode coming up. I think so too, because to be honest, when you first read about an NFT, you can read it and you can read it again and you can read it again. And you know what? It doesn't make sense. So to start off with, 
do you want to give us a kind of overview about what NFT actually means and what non-fungible is and what fungible is? Yeah, sure. So an NFT means or stands for a non-fungible token. What does that mean? The name does not does not give you any clue except for token. So basically, an NFT is kind of like a cryptocurrency or a type of cryptocurrency, but what makes it different is that normal cryptocurrencies are fungible tokens, which means that the value of that token is the same no matter what. So if you have one Bitcoin, the value of that Bitcoin is going to be the exact same as the value of another one Bitcoin. It's transferable, it's interchangeable, they're all the same. That's what a fungible token is. A non-fungible token is when one token is just completely different from the next token. They're not the same value. So for example... It's kind of like having a picture of the Mona Lisa. One picture is the original. It's worth a lot of money. Another is a poster from AliExpress. It's worth $3. They're non-fungible pictures, essentially. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, that definitely makes sense. So essentially the key takeaway is non-fungible, unique, and you can't replace that token with anything else. For example, no one's going to be able to buy the real Mona Lisa painting, am I right? Yes, so essentially the difference between this versus cryptocurrency is cryptocurrency you can, you know, if it's worth $10 in my house, it's worth $10 in your house. With tokens, each token is unique, a bit like a fingerprint. And the key message here or the key takeaway from what an NFT is, is that you assign that token to something valuable like a video, like a piece of art, but more commonly nowadays, like a piece of digital art. So, and so what I like to do is when I'm trying to explain something, I like to explain what that thing is even trying to solve. Like why do NFTs even exist? And the issue is, is that if I sold Sonia a piece of artwork, Who's to say that I sold her the original? Like, who's to say I didn't just print it off the internet and give it to her? Or I didn't just, like, control copy, control paste it off, like, the internet? It's possible. And so when it comes to these digital mediums, digital artwork, there is a risk of fraud involved. And how can Sonia prove that what I'm sending her is the real deal? So this is where NFTs come in. They're basically a token that you can attach to a piece of artwork, a piece of music, a video to say this is the original. And what happens is like with crypto, you know how when you buy and sell crypto, there's like a blockchain? Yeah. And for those that don't know, and for those that don't know what a blockchain is, it's, it's literally like an online piece of paper in simple terms where every place that Bitcoin goes, like my wallet to Sonia's wallet to Jenny's wallet, that blockchain kind of records where it's been. It's like keeping a track of it. So with an NFT, the NFT is also on a blockchain. It's on the Ethereum blockchain, which uh, we don't have to get into, but it basically just means that wherever the NFT for that particular piece of art or particular video or particular meme goes, 
not the art meme or the video themselves, just the token of it, wherever it goes, it gets tracked. So you'll always know where it's been and who's got the original at this current stage. It does make sense. Can I just break it down in simple parts and simple terms? So essentially, NFTs are tokens. Yes. So it's ownership of unique items. And essentially, they're usually things of value. So things like art, high internet value, like that video and, you know, that meme of the Nyan cat that sold for 600k. And that's different to cryptocurrency because cryptocurrency, multiple people can hold the same coin or token and it has the same value. So there's that lack of uniqueness. Am I understanding it correct so far? Absolutely. And so the reason why someone would want to hold an NFT of just a piece of artwork, I feel like art is the easiest to explain. It's like if there is a piece of Picasso artwork, to say that you hold the original is a flex. In the same way that having the artwork itself is the flex. To say that you've got a signed copy of Rihanna's, you know, first album is a flex. You can do the same with the token, the token of her first album, if she ends up making a NFT for that. So all it is, is you get bragging rights to something, and that is what gives you the value. So essentially, I hold this NFT, right? Mm -hmm. What do I do with it? Is it literally just bragging rights? Nothing more. So what you can do with it is in the same way that you would hold like a piece of artwork, you just hold on to it. You don't make a cash flow from it you don't get to add value to it its value is just what someone is willing to pay for it in the same way that you would have with a Birkin bag in the same way that you'd have with a piece of artwork a piece of digital work it is bragging rights and it may go up in value and make you a profit and that is why you may want to invest in it it's a lot more interesting for people that are into collecting artwork they have a specific you know niche or they already collect work from a particular artist for them nfts are a game changer however for the most of us that kind of aren't in that group if you're thinking this isn't really that great it doesn't really make that much sense and i'm not really interested in investing in it because it's just artwork if that's how you view it that's okay because at, at the end of the day that is all it is for business owners, every transaction is more than just a swipe of the card. It's the culmination of your hard work, dedication, and commitment to your customers. That's why I'm excited to share with you a game-changing solution that's simplifying the way businesses like yours accept payments. Introducing Tap to Pay on iPhone, powered by Stripe. Contactless payments has never been easier. You can seamlessly accept contactless payments directly from your iPhone and the best part, there's no additional hardware required. Think about it, from local pop-ups to global retailers, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe cater to businesses of all sizes, empowering them to accept payments right from their iPhones. It's a game changer for businesses looking to scale quickly and stay flexible with quick setup that takes minutes, not days. 
So how can Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe benefit your business? It's simple. Increase revenue, expanded reach, and enhance customer experience. It's a win-win-win. To learn more about how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can transform your business, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone today. I like the analogy to artwork because I feel like it's something that more people can relate to because this is when Cryptocurrency and holding digital assets, it's kind of hard to find if you're not in that world or not in that mindset or niche. It's kind of hard to ascertain the credibility of it. Whereas if you think of artwork, if people hold an original, they're going to showcase that in their home, right? Usually you don't get the original to just pawn off and sell and make money from it with um like original artworks so this leads us on to the next question is nft you know something that's going to stick around is it the future and is it something that i should invest in sonia what are your thoughts now i'm not trying to get in trouble with the authorities or anything or doing this is advice but personally for me personally in my personal life my um, humble personal opinion in my humble, personal, public servant opinion, now I'm not a public servant, I have no idea why I said that. And this for the everyday investor, I'm going to say probably not or no. In terms of the analogies that we used before about these big ticket items and having bragging rights and, you know, being the only person owning this token, this NFT, I feel like you need the big bucks to make that happen, you know? Like you're talking about, the OG Rainbow Cat meme selling for over $500,000. You're talking about maybe Chaos Swift's records and you need a couple mil. I read an article the other day that it first ever tweet by uh, Jack Dorsey, the founder of Twitter, like people were bidding two point, over $2.1 million to own that first original tweet. So I would pay... $600. That's my highest bid. A grand. For, for the tweet. Most. For the tweet. See, this is how we're different. I would pay $0. You're not getting a cent from me. That's right. It's your low buy year. Okay. I didn't need you to bring that into it. But again, I think it's, it comes from what you find value in. So if you really liked an artist and you've had a few mil in the bank and you're sitting there and thinking, what should I do with this cool two million? Am I coming across as better? <laughs> no, no, I, I am seeing where you're coming from. Look, I think there's a place for it, just like there's a place with people who I personally don't know anyone who all holds original artworks in their home. Maybe that's just, that just talk. Something to the people that I hang out with. No, I'm joking. There's a place for it and there's, People that are into it with the cool niches that everyone's into, but is it for the everyday person? I'm a go with no. This is kind of revolutionary. Probably won't happen again, but I kind of agree with everything you've just said. A hundred percent. Oh my God. Like, right. Um, No, it is so on point because yes, I agree. There is a place for it. 
but I don't think that place is in everyone's investment accounts because one, like you said, not everyone's going to be in part of you know certain niches. Not everyone's going to feel a certain type of way to own originals of you know artwork or memes. Like maybe you do have a certain feeling towards it, but it at the end of the day, it's just bragging rights. It's no different to choosing to own a original piece of artwork and putting it on your wall versus getting a knockoff and putting the same one on your wall just to be able to say, no, no, that was the original. And when you go to sell it, hopefully someone else will value the fact that it's an original and buy it off you for more money. But that's not guaranteed. It's not guaranteed. Like what if someone found something problematic about the Mona Lisa in a year? What if she said something back in the day and everyone's like, nah, Lisa's cancelled. That value is just going to go down, isn't it? You know what? The like the most recent cancel that like surprised me, John Legion's wife. Okay, I was not surprised about that. Really? She spends most of her time saying this, like just rude things to everyone, and everyone lets her get away with it because she's been passed as this kind of likable, vaguely funny person on the internet. That was very harsh. But, but she's always been mean. Really? <laughs> she's always been mean. Go back I... on her tweets and her responses to anyone, to any, like, I just, listen, I don't know her, but how harsh is this cancellation? Is it just a little bit of a little talk on Twitter or is it natural cancellation? No, like her books are going off the shelves. She's losing brand deals. Sure, what'd she do this time? I think it was like old tweets. Okay, very quickly. Old tweets that she was like telling this girl to kill herself that like recesses. Oh, so just like beauty is in the eye of the beholder. No, I don't know where I was going with that. Cancel. You almost had it. You almost had it. (laughs) The value is in the eye of the investor. (laughs) You know what, Seminar is so close, she just finishes my sentences. That's exactly what I was going to say, Hunter. So if you are interested with all that being said, if you are interested in looking at where you can purchase some NFTs, there are some nifty little websites that you can go on. And do you know what? Shocker, it is on the internet. So there's a website called OpenSea.io. It's one of the most common places or marketplaces to buy NFTs and there's a few others like Rarible and Foundation that you can also jump on to I guess explore you buying your first NFT as well. Is there anything else that you wanted to add in terms of where to buy? There's also Nifty Gateway which is where Grimes sold a million dollars worth of her artwork and is apparently her favorite marketplace. I mean, any place that sold me a million dollars worth of my stuff would be my favorite too. Yes, and maybe take that with a grain of salt. But yeah, I think that's all there is. Like, it came across as such a confusing concept. Honestly, like everything in this investing industry, however, an NFT, a non-fungible token, it's literally just an online token like a fingerprint it's unique and by owning it you own the rights to 
something, an original of something, an original meme, an original piece of artwork, an original album. That's it. It's bragging rights and hopefully someone will buy it for a higher value than you. That's all it is. And don't try think to yourself, there's probably something more that seems too simple to understand. That's it, honey. That's literally it. But so before we head off, do follow us on the gram. We're at Girls That Invest. Send us a cheeky DM if you want to talk about something specific or if you had any questions. We post quite often on there and we look at our messages every day. Facebook group, we also hold a wee community. So join us on Facebook also, Girls That Invest. And make sure you review us on Apple Podcasts. Feedback is super important to us, so if we're getting that effective feedback from our listeners, then we know how we can improve and just continue being better for you guys. Thanks, that's it. All right, so, of course, before we head off, little disclaimer, Girls That Invest does not provide personalised investing advice for your individual needs. We are not financial advisors. The advice from Girls That Invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision. Advice from Girls That Invest is general in nature and does not consider individual circumstances. Always do your research and please use your due diligence. All right, till next time, Sonia. Till next time, then. Bye. Bye.